Ranger Bill, warrior of the woodland, struggling against extreme odds, traveling dangerous trails, fighting the many enemies of nature. This is the job of the guardian of the forest, Ranger Bill. Pouring rain, freezing cold, blistering heat, snow, floods, bears, rattlesnakes, mountain lions. Yes, all this in exchange for the satisfaction and pride of a job well done. Knotty Pine, as you know, is in the heart of some pretty rugged country. Because of the difficult terrain, there are two transport companies who have battled back and forth for years. The railroad, during winter months, gets the freight because it can keep a better schedule than the Canyon City truck lines can. But the railroad can't give door-to-door service like the trucks. So, in the good weather months, Leonard Grant keeps his trucks rolling day and night. Spence Niehoff and Leonard Grant don't know it yet, but they're soon going to have to get their heads together in teamwork, which neither man will do. Let's find out how Bill and the fellas handle two stubborn men in the story, Piggyback. Hey, Gordon, there's a signal from the caboose. It's Spence. Yes, that old ball of fire one now. Huh? He wants more speed. Well, what's he think I'm pulling? A load of kitty wagons? I got 50 freight cars on towing. Just like a district superintendent. What should I signal back? Tell him to get out behind the caboose and push. <laughs> you and your humor. Signal full high ball, and that's the best we can do until we get up this grade. Okay, I'll say. Hey, there's a truck in the crossing ahead. Trucks and cows on the track, they're all the same. That's probably some broken-down old crate, and the driver can't get it going. That's no crate. That's a Canyon City truck. Our old enemy, huh? Yeah, maybe I'll get a medal if I split it in two. Hey, you're joking. Yeah, him. Old ball of fire's gonna be real happy about this. Like that truck's front wheels are jammed in the crossing. And here comes Spence, lickety-cut. <laughs> Old ball of fire's happen mad, eh? Look at him come. <laughs> Just like one of them big jackrabbits. Yeah, we'd better get out in front before he gets here, which will be soon. What's the matter with your truck? The motor fall out? Don't get wise, Superintendent. If your crummy railroad would fix the grade crossing, this would never happen. For your information, truck driver, my crummy railroad ain't interested in fixing crossing grades for blind men. How'd you get your chauffeur's license if you can't see a hole in the road? Listen, wise guy, one more crack like that and you'll have to see your dentist, pronto. Wait till my boss hears about this. I'm not afraid of Leonard Grant or any dozen of you truck drivers. Now get that thing out of the way or we'll make hamburger out of it. Ah, don't make me laugh. I'm not moving until the record gets here. I've radioed for help and the boys will be here in about an hour. You don't think you're going to hold us up for an hour, do you? I'll sue your company if you do. 
I got perishables and fast freight on this load. Hey, we've got some heavy jacks in the caboose, Super. I think we can get this truck out of the hole without any trouble. Well, okay. I'm going back to the caboose. I can't stand blind truck drivers. Why, you arrogant section hand. I ought to bash your face in for that remark. You take it easy, son. He's their boss. We have trouble now liking him. How do you think we'd feel if we had to look at him with his face all pushed in? <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. I'll get the crew to help me bring those jacks up, and we'll have you out in no time. Say, that'll be fine. I don't want to hold you fellas any longer than necessary. I'm sure glad that all railroad men aren't like that superintendent. Well, thanks, son. You know how it is. Old ball of fire proudly forgot to take his high blood pressure medicine this morning. <laughs> You know, boys and girls, it never pays to jump the gun and unjustly accuse people of doing things intentionally. Let's follow Ned and Gordon as they roll along. Whoops, I should say they were rolling along. Right now, the freight is switching cars onto sidings in Knotty Pine. But in the process of cutting out half a dozen cars, the freight train has blocked the North Highway for almost half an hour. Three big transport trucks owned by Canyon City Truck Company are waiting for the freight to move so they can be on their way. Big Jim Mandel leans on his air horn as he grows impatient. Hey, when are you guys going to break that train and let us through? Ah, keep your shirt on. We'll be through in about 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Break that train or I'm going to call my boss. Go ahead and call your boss. And quit playing with that tin horn. I'll give you tin horn, Brakeman. Don't say I didn't warn you. Big Jim to dispatcher. Big Jim to dispatcher. Come in. Over. What's the trouble, Jim? We're being held up by a switching freight on the North Highway. I've asked the crew to break the train so we can get through, but they refuse. There's not much we can do about it, Jim. Except get hot under the collar. But we've been here half an hour already, and they say it'll be 20 minutes more. Can't you call the police and have them send a squad to make them break open the train? I don't think we ought to do that. I mean, don't think take longer than 20 minutes, so I'll, I'll clear the track if they don't. Then we'll call the police. Okay, you're the doctor. Hey, uh, they're breaking open the train now. They must have seen me talking into the mic. See you later, dispatch. Canyon City Truck Company is owned by Leonard Grant. Len is a hard-working executive who's well-experienced in the trucking business. But there's one thorn in his side that keeps him more or less in a state of perpetual displeasure. This is the railroad. Len's made up his mind that Spence Niehoff isn't going to get the freight business this winter. Let's drop into Len's office as he and the dispatcher talk things over. Spence isn't going to get my business no matter what he pulls. Well, we really got off to a bad start today, Chief, huh? Yeah, but with the new equipment with, that we've got on the trucks, we'll give him and his Tunerville choo-choo a real run for its money. I don't know about that. Roads get real bad once it starts to ice and snow. Ah, what do you mean? 
We've got sanding equipment on all the trucks, and having them travel in threes gives them enough manpower to change tires. The new tractors have the special low, low gear for inching over bad ice. We can keep in constant touch with our drivers by radio. I don't think we'll have to give up this winter, Lee. I hope not. Uh, Were the boys able to fix Pete's truck after he hit the bad crossing grade? Yeah. Fixed it on the spot. Fine. Who's rolling where today? Here's the dispatching schedule. Hmm. Group one rolling east. Group two southwest. Good. Group three will take off at noon. Pete's on a short haul and be back to join group four. Let's see. They take off at supper time, eh? Mm Mm-hmm. They should be well on their way by midnight. How's the weather? Not very good. Group one will run into ice at Breezy Ridge. Group two will hit snow at Middletown. That's all right. The boys are equipped for any kind of weather or roads they come up against. I don't know about this road, Will. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Want me to take the wheel for a spell? Driving this slow can hypnotize you. Oh, I'll be all right. Thanks for the offer. You better call dispatch and tell him we're slowing down. Right. We're going to do for a time check anyhow. Boy, if this keeps up, we won't be going far, that's for sure. Group under dispatcher. Group under dispatcher. Over. Go ahead, Will. We're reducing speed. Road's getting nicer by the mile. Best you can to maintain schedule, not risking your lives in the cargo. Where are you now? Well, we're coming down the east slope from uh, from Breezy Ridge. Okay. Next time, check at midnight. Over and out. Right, over and out. Do the best we can to keep on schedule, he says. <laughs> What's he think we're driving? Cable car? Yeah, he's getting just like Len. They think that we can drive like crazy men just because they pay us a bonus. Oh, the boss can keep his bonus when the roads are like this. I don't hanker to Jack Knight off this road. You and me, too. It's a long way to the bottom, and we haven't got parachutes. Pete, are you cross-eyed yet from the snow beating against the windshield? <laughs> Not quite yet, Nick. I'll drive another ten miles or so, and then you can take the wheel. Okay, I'll be glad to take over any time. Wonder what Big Jim and his group's doing. Hey, there, there's a big one ahead. Boy, you're not kidding. That is a big one. How many drifts have we hit so far? <laughs> I stopped counting a while back. So did I. We won't get through if we hit any bigger than that. How are the boys behind making out? Oh, they're doing okay. All they have to do is follow. We're doing the plowing. I'm telling you, Lee, we're not going on. We're out of sand. In fact, all three trucks are out of sand, and we've got to go down Big Snake Drive. I doubt that even sand will do any good on this glass. The boss isn't going to like this. Well, tell the boss. 
boss to come out here on his ice skates and drive the trucks himself. Let me talk to Big Jim. I'll show him who's boss in this outfit. Jim, can you hear me? Are you joking? You don't need a radio. I can hear you hollering all the way out here. But we're not moving these trucks. At least not until daylight. Now you listen to me and listen hard. Either you drive those trucks or I'll know the reason why. I'm paying you guys a big fat bonus to drive, not to sit around and bay at the moon. You tell that to the rest of the men with you, understand? Okay, we'll try it. The trucks jackknifers get out of control, we're ditching them pronto, okay? Listen, you hug the mountain coming down, do you hear? Hug that mountain. I'll get sand to you by helicopter as soon as it's daylight enough to fly. Okay. If the truck starts to go, we're flying too, right out of the cab. We'll give it a try. Over and out. Over and out. Aren't you overdoing this, Lynn? You're asking the impossible from some mighty good man. Who's running this company, you or me? I'm not losing my contract to the railroad if I have to drive trucks myself. Wow. I agree with Lee, the dispatcher. Leonard Grant's overdoing it. And unknown to Leonard, there's somebody else who feels the same way. Bill, Stumpy, and Henry have taken in the whole conversation by means of the radio in the snowmobile. The rangers are cruising about five miles away from Big Snake Drive in the snowmobile. They're on a routine inspection trip, and when they're out in the wilderness country, they often ride with the radio on just to pick up any calls for help. Say, Lynn Grant must be out of his mind. He can't make his men risk their lives like that. Uh, he can't, but he is. Bill, can't you do something to stop those trucks? Yes, I can, pal. I can keep them from moving on a technical charge. Huh? What technical charge? Well, they're out of sand. And they're also a hazard to traffic on the road because they haven't any means to control the big transports if they get away from them. Besides, Big Snake Drive goes right through the center of a national park. Hey, yeah, that's right. Are we going to stop those trucks soon? Right now. Take us a while to get onto the highway from here. Oh, no, not too long. Hold on to your hats, fellas. I'm opening up to full speed. You fellas work the spotlights. Well, fellas, this is as far as I'm going for the night. Is that all right for the rest of you? Yeah, I'm not risking my life on this glass for the boss or anybody else. Look down the road. The headlights show up nothing but a sheen as far as you can see. Hey, wait a minute. What kind of a motor is that? Sounds like a small plane flying low. Well, it is a small plane. The pilot must be crazy. Why, he's flying down the highway. I know what it is. That's a Ranger snow car. <laughs> Boy, am I dumb. I wonder what they want. How come you're on the highway with your snow car? I'm here to take away your road rights. You can't travel this highway. What do you mean? We can't drive. What are you talking about? Just keep your temperatures where they belong. It's nothing you've done. It's what your boss is trying to make you do. You've heard about it already? (laughs) We heard the whole thing while it was going on, Sonny. You know, I look like an old grizzly, but... We use newfangled contraptions. We got one of them things you call a radio. (laughs) Yeah, we cruise around with our radio on when we're out in the wilderness. We picked up the whole conversation. 
Bill here is the boss ranger of these parts, and he's not going to let you fellows risk your lives. Oh, we're already parked for the night, ranger. No use going any farther until daylight. You're not going any farther, period. Until the ice gets off this road. You think it's bad here? Wait till you get ten miles from here. Oh, it sounds like you fellows have been over there. Oh, not yet. We know the pattern. Now lock your trucks and set your brakes. We'll take you back to Canyon City in our snowmobile. Leonard Grant there, dispatcher. This is Ranger Bill Jefferson. Yeah, he's here. Hold on just a minute. Hey, you better put your earplugs in, sonny. I don't think he's going to be very happy when you tell him what you've done. Bill Jefferson, this is Leonard Grant. What's happened to my trucks on Big Snake Drive? Nothing. I've got all your drivers here in the snowmobile with me, and I'm bringing them back to Canyon City right now. What? For what reason? I'll explain that to you when I get back. I just want you to know what's going on so you won't fear the worst when they don't answer your radio call. You'll tell me now, Ranger. Take my drivers back to the trucks. I'm running this outfit, not you. Take them back right now, do you hear? All I hear is you yelling your lungs out. If you're not careful, I'll stop and secure a warrant for your arrest. Canyon City Truck Company, Leonard Grant speaking. Why are you talking on a phone, Nick? How come you're not using your truck radio? Well, me and the boys are in a ranch house about 20 miles outside of Middletown. What are you doing there? You're not stalled, too. Where are the trucks? They're covered with snow. We also got a shifted load on the second truck. The truck almost jackknifed, and Larry was about to pull out of it when the load shifted. We can't move because of the snow drift. Guess we'll have to wait until we're plowed out. Hey, boss, are you still there? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, Nick. Wait for the plows, then straighten out the shifted load before you go on. Goodbye. Lee, Nick, and his outfit are having troubles just the same as Big Jim. Send out for coffee and sandwiches. I'm staying here until that ranger gets in with the boys. Bill Jefferson, I want to know on what grounds you did this. You're buttoned into private business. Be thankful that I did. If the state trooper has caught you doing this, you'd be in real hot water, my friend. Doing what? I'm not breaking the law. What? Oh, you're an old hand at trucking in these mountains. You know the law. If my men want to take chances, that's their business, not yours. Perhaps. But you fail to realize that I overheard you threaten your men in a radio conversation. Oh, is that breaking the law? They could have quit their jobs. Len, you amaze me. Come on off it, man. You know very well that you'd be charged with manslaughter if anything happened to your men or to the occupants of another vehicle. You created a hazard to public safety on a highway. The hazard has the potential of killing one or more people. What's the matter with you? Have you lost your mind? Excuse me. Yes. Yes, this is Leonard Grant. Yes, Mr. Todd. How are you, sir? Uh, yes, I, I know. The trucks haven't arrived. No, sir, I can't make any promises. We're doing the best we can to get your shipment to you. It may be a few days, but... The railroad? Oh, I don't think you should change, sir. 
I'll get your shipment to you if I have to bring it out by helicopter. That's right, sir. No, sir, there shouldn't be any more delay. Thank you, Mr. Todd. Goodbye. Boy, you've sure fixed me fine. I can sue you for this. Hello. Oh, yes, Mr. Peabody. No, sir, the shipment won't arrive today. But, sir, Mr. Peabody, let me explain. No, sir, you can't get better service from the railroad. Good day, Mr. Peabody. My fault again? No, it isn't. I'm sorry I'm acting the way I am, but I can't seem to control myself when I see good contracts going out the window. If my trucks are five minutes late, my accounts start talking about the railroad. Glenn, I'd like to help you. I can see now that you and Spence Niehoff are at it again. Glad to listen if you'd like to talk. Here, uh, have some coffee and a sandwich. A man thinks better when he's famished. Bill, you're nobody's fool. I know that. Yes, I've got a lot on my mind to unload, and I've got some serious problems. Ah, but why should I bother you with them? Why should you be interested in helping me? My job to help people. My duty as a ranger and as a Christian. You really mean that, don't you? Yes, I do. All right. Here goes. I've got to talk to somebody. I can't think of anybody better qualified to help me than you. So, now you've heard the whole gruesome story. Have you tried to come to some agreement with Spence? Yes, several times. But you know him. He hates truckers. He won't lift a finger to help. Probably feels the same way about truckers helping the railroad. Yes, I will honestly admit that I haven't much use for the railroad. What's the answer? This cutthroat business is gradually putting me out of business. Last year, I lost three good accounts to Spence. But he isn't making a red cent on them, actually. He can't give shipper to receiver door service. Yet in the winter months, he can get the stuff into a nearby siding. That's more than I can say. Well, you heard what happened on the phone. I think you know the answer to your problem as well as I do, Lynn. You mean work out a deal with Spence? Right. Uh, I know he wouldn't do it, but what do you have in mind? Have you ever heard of trailer on a flat car service? You mean piggyback? Yeah. It's been tried in the east. It's worked out very well. But the railroad's got its own trucks on that deal. If they bring piggyback service out here, I'm a dead duck. Sure you are, if you wait for it to happen. Bill, I get what you're driving at. I've got the trucks, so why not start the ball rolling before anybody else does? Well, now you're talking like a progressive businessman. Spare a few minutes? Well, as I live and breathe. Close the door and sit down. What brings a trucker into my office? I hope it's not the usual fall and spring battle we have because I'm not listening. I have an idea how we can end the battle permanently and to our mutual advantage. Oh, you don't say. What uh, stroke of genius is this? 
piggyback service. You supply the flat cars to haul my trailers, and my tractors will give the door-to-door service. Oh, 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 oh. oh, Leonard Grant, you make me laugh. The moon will be made of green cheese when the time comes for me to work a deal like that with any trucker. You uh, must really have your back to the wall to propose such a crazy idea as that. I knew I was wasting my time to come here. You haven't got a brain cell working or you'd see the advantages to both of us. I've got enough cells working to know better than to help a trucker. Makes me feel uh, awfully bad, though, that you're being forced out of business. Uh, But that's life, I guess. It's too bad you can't compete with me. But, uh, well, business success is survival of the fittest. You won't even hear me out? I'm a busy man. I've got lots of freight contracts to work on. You'll be out of business soon, so why should I bother with you? Len, you're letting your first defeat get you down. You know better than that. Pick yourself up by your suspenders and fight for your new idea. But, Bill, trailer on a flat car service involves the railroad. If I can't get Spence to even listen to me, then I'm licked for good. I might as well go out of business right now. You know what I do if I can't get the little cogs in the wheel of a large organization to help me? You'd go to the big cogs. You said it, my friend, and I wouldn't waste time either. Bill, you're right again. I'll write a letter to the president of the railroad right away. I'll approach him on the advantages he'd have by using my idea, since I have special equipment already for this part of the country. Then hit Spence where it hurts. I don't follow you. Come on now, you know what I mean. There's more than one way to skin a cat, you know. Sure there is, Bill. I get it. I'll work through my customers. They can bring pressure on him to make him see the light of day. Spence, I like this thing I've heard you might do. I think you'll agree that it'll solve my problems for the entire year. Well, now, this is pretty new to me, um... I'll have to think it over. I realize it'll take a few days or even a week to get this new plan organized. But the moment you're ready to start, then... But I'm not really sure that I... I want this door-to-door piggyback service as soon as I can get it. Len has really come up with something. Why, it'll solve all my shipping problems, then. And it'll help your railroad as far as that goes. Um, well, I want to take some time... Yes, sir, I like this idea. service going, and I'm going to give you both more business than you know what to do with. Well, thank you, but I... Spence, I want piggyback service as fast as possible. Spence! Oh, what brings you here? Have a seat. You know what's bringing me here... What do you mean? All those phone calls from your customers. And then I have a letter here from the president of the railroad. Well, now I know what you're talking about. I wrote to him, but he hasn't answered me. I'm bringing his answer. Oh? What is his answer? Well, uh, I'm to work out the details of piggyback service with you at once, if not sooner. And uh, where to use your trucking equipment and get the operation running within one week. That is, 
five business days. Wonderful, Spence, for both of us. Yes, uh, <clears throat> that uh, isn't all he has to say. Yes? I got the worst balling out of my railroading career for being so bullheaded. He says I should have worked this out sooner. I, I should have waited until you came to him. Uh, I didn't tell him I had approached you on the subject. I know you didn't. That man can read between the lines. He wouldn't be president if he couldn't. Len, um, what do you say we bury the hatchet? Why, I'd be glad to. Fact is, I was hoping you'd suggest it. Piggyback's done more for me than solve freight hauling problems. It's shown me that a bullhead like myself ain't gonna last long until I learn how to cooperate and get along with people. Sometimes, even with my competitors. We'll see you next week for more adventure with... Thank you for listening and may God bless your day. This work is under Creative Commons. Attribution, non-commercial, no derivative works 3.0 unported. The copyright holder of this work is, the old-time radio researchers. 123 Davidson Avenue. Savannah, Georgia. 31419.